3: As always, I'd like to start the afternoon acknowledging the Gadigal peoples whose land FBI radio broadcasts on and pay my respects to Gadigal elders past, present and emerging. We're so grateful to have the privilege of sharing stories from a place of strength, resistance and refuge right here in Redfern. My name is Georgia Mokak and thanks for tuning in to Race Matters this afternoon. Ryan and I had the pleasure of joining Nadia Hernandez, a multidisciplinary artist based here in Sydney, in her home over a couple of days, sharing food, music, stories, and to hear about her practice, the multitude of things that contribute to her work and her experience as a Venezuelan woman living in this country. I'm really excited to share a couple of these stories with you. The full interview will be released on our feed later this week on all your favourite podcasting apps. So let us know what you think, show us some love and shoot us a message on 409 945, 945 Let's get straight to it.
4: ¿Cómo resguardar la energía de la montaña? En la casa de mis abuelos se ven dos montañas grandes. Cuando baja la neblina, siento que estoy en una discoteca natural. Espero que, a que el vapor se dilate y calme toda la ciudad. Mérida es todas las tonalidades de azul y verde. Mérida es el pico bolívar. Mérida es la cara del indio. Mérida es el aire fresco, lluvia por las noches, relámpagos que te hacen recordar lo que realmente es omnipotente, la naturaleza. Entre aoyamas, cacao, bachacos y hormigas. También cansadas por trabajo incesante, encuentro equilibrio y voz. En la casa oscura, la tecnología no falla. El pan de cambur se enfría. Nos reímos de nuestros vecinos y recordamos la infancia. Momentos valiosos que nos permiten luchar por un futuro venga cuando venga. How to harbor the energy of the mountain. In my grandparents' house, you can see two huge mountains. When the fog begins to fall, I feel as though I'm in a natural discotheque. I wait for that mist to descend and calm the entire city. Merida is every shade of blue and green. Merida is the Pico Bolivar. Merida is la cara del indio. Merida is fresh air, rain through the night, lightning that makes you remember what is truly most high, nature. Amongst pumpkins and cacao, bachacos and ants, too tired from their incessant work, I find balance and voice. In the dark house, technology fails us. The banana bread gets cold. We laugh at our neighbors and remembering childhood, those valuable moments that enable us to fight for a future, come when it may come. Is
3: a instrument
2: as well. No, it's not. Wait, wait, wait. What is it?
4: Oh, I looked it up. Let me have a think.
3: Um... That was Nadia sharing her poem, Como resguardare la energía de la montana, with us as she welcomed Ryan and I into her home. We were surrounded by so many smells, colours, objects and sounds, brewing delicious tea and accompanied by a whistling terracotta rooster.
4: So I wrote the poem two years ago um, in November 2016, which was the last time I was able to go back home. And um, I wrote it in my grandparents' house, I remember that rain was falling on the windowsill I wanted to capture like every experience that I had when I felt at home. I just wanted to like soak up every smell, like every sound, every conversation, and it, like just really feel what it felt like to be there in that space on, on the earth. My mom and I would drive out to El Valle and get pastelitos, which are like, it's like a uh, like very traditional, food from that part from my hometown and um, they're kind of like fried um, pastries that are filled with different things like cheese is the most popular one you can get meat ones but this place made like mushroom and, um, and like ajo porro I can't remember that word in English <laughs> or leek like mushroom and leek pastelitos and um, across the road we befriended this man um, named Tinjaka and uh, he sold orange juice and I just like bought orange juice from him every single day and he was friends with like the people that like owned the pastelito place and then he would like bring it over and we just had these like amazing conversations.
2: Nadia's trip back home in 2016 was not only a reconnection with her culture and family, but to also document what was happening in Venezuela. It's through these photos from Venezuela, the symbols and the conversations that inform Nadia's work. I took so many photos of, um, of what was happening.
4: The photos that I took in twenty sixteen, in large part, uh, became the focus of of a show I had in in twenty seventeen, called Cosas Antes y Después, Things Before and After, and um, but but because of the importance of that return and because of that physical um, connection to place in that particular moment and my understanding and knowing that. That after I left, I wasn't sure when I'd be able to return all of those that collection of imagery still continues to influence the work that I'm making and um, and I think that's important to like keep going. It's interesting that like
3: multiple dictatorships in like throughout history have tried to strip those memories um, as a way to um like separate people from their home and their culture yeah yeah that's right. they just never learned that that's something that they're actually not capable of controlling Mm. yeah as much as they try yeah
4: Um, I think about that a lot because I think about about um yeah how how to challenge um what's being forced upon you and how to fight back against it and I think about when I listened to, um, you know, when you walked in and you heard me playing Simon Diaz and then you asked me about him and it's like as soon as I put on his music, as soon as I put on like a song like Mi Querencia, which like I'm just going to make a huge realization. and say that all Venezuelans know that song <laughs> um, that when I put on. His music, and when I listened to the lyrics, and when I listened to to that great gift that Simón Díaz left for Venezuelans, which was the stories of the Janos, like the stories of that region of the country, um, myths, legends, like um, a wealth of like beautiful storytelling that um, that painted an image of like day-to-day life in that part of the country. It's like such a gift. Um, that takes me like, like it literally yanks me from my living room here and takes Mm. me back there. Mm. And I just feel it. I feel like even even though he's speaking about different parts of the country, it just takes me back to Venezuela, Mm. like straight away.
5: a mi amante que se va. Si pasas algún trabajo lejos de mi soledad, dile al lucero del alba que te voy yes sí. sí. pasos a mi amante que se va, si pasas algún trabajo lejos de mi soledad, dile al lucero del alba que te vuelva a eso.
3: Mi Carencia by Simón Diaz, a familiar song for many Venezuelans and a musician that informs Nadia's practice as a multidisciplinary artist.
4: In the song Mi Carencia, um, Simón Diaz sings, Carencia um, si es el monte y la flor de Araguanay, como no quieres que tenga, como no quieres que tenga tantas ganas de volver. And in English it's like, if my Carencia is the bush and the Araguanay flower, um, how could I not have, how could I not have, so much desire to return? And, um, wow. yeah, yeah, so in those, that's, that's like, in those words, and in those visuals, is like, how um, I've created, in my work, like, methods of resistance, yeah. For the last show um, that I did, which was called Este es mi ejército, this is my army, Um, I wanted to, like, dismantle the concept of an army as an oppress, like, as an oppressive system, sorry, as a system that oppresses people and reconstruct it through, like, symbols of culture, through music, through sound, as our collective strength, you know, it's like using, using all those things that are constantly, like, that, that are constantly being taken away from you, using that to create, like, an army of of the soul of you know when I think about those lyrics and when people kind of question my identity um I mean, how long do you have to live outside of a place, or how long do you have to live in a place to be that identity you know, and I think like the answer is just in that immediate yeah that's that immediate desire to to be and um just that kind of um unquestionable sense of belonging I think that I think what was really beautiful about our conversation yesterday was in relation to the two dimensionality of place and having to be in the place that you were born, you know, in the place that you were born or the place that your ancestors were born in for you to have true belonging to that place. I don't think that's true. And I think that yesterday when you walked in and you said, as soon as we walk into your living room, it's like, there's a different feeling. Mm-hmm. And I think that feeling is in is in all those, those symbols or in all of, you know, in the food that we cooked, Mm. in coming together and me teaching you how to make arepas, and um, in putting on Simon Diaz, or in putting on um, Incent, and like all the objects you surround yourself with, but also like it's not limited to that either, you know, like, it really depends on what you're into. I don't don't think that listening to like particular type of music, and I don't think that Making type like a particular type of food makes you any more or less Venezuelan either. Yeah. That's really important to say. Yeah. I think that there's our power is in defining who we are and um for everybody, mm. I think.
2: What other ways do you kind of explore, I guess, just creating those yeah. feelings and those moods? I
4: mean one of my um one of the mediums that I find like the, one of the mediums that resonates with me the most is definitely textiles, um, and obviously in my work there is also I also make paper constructions and um, I paint large scale works too. Um, but the textiles have such a special place in my heart because they relate to like these kind of familiar familial relationships and cultural relationships that I've created over time. And when I went home. Um, around 2009, I was able to work with an artisan named Carmelo Aliso, and he taught my mom how to weave. He taught my grandmother how to weave. My grandmother um, has been embroidering um, some of the some of the imagery that I pull into my work, and I feel like it just creates all these spaces for collaboration. And um, the textiles, like physically being present in Venezuela, and then and then traveling with me. Um, It's also like a really beautiful image and I think that they can continue to like move through time in Mm -hmm. that same way that our stories move through time. When I was back home two years ago and when we were at the protest in my hometown, like I've never seen so many people gathered like coming together in a protest and like the fact that we were protesting for like a democracy, you know, I mean, and how that protest ended like being shot tear gas being shot at with guns um like but but yeah just kind of that feeling of like you have to you have to be there and um i've never yeah i've I yeah it's 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 wild too that like being here um and having having those basic things like being able to switch on the lights and have power. Um, like it still hasn't ever taken away the desire for me to be at every single one of those protests and be at every single one of like those events.
2: We, we were talking yesterday about the misinformation yeah, of what's happening in Venezuela yeah. and what's been happening in Venezuela for yeah. a long time now. Um, what do you feel is, I guess, your role as an artist and as a Venezuelan woman to, I guess, how you combat this yeah. this much misinformation?
4: Yeah, I think um, the most important thing, or like my thoughts about this for people listening, um, is that the personal experience is invaluable. And you should be so respectful of what we're going through. And if there is an opportunity to listen from a Venezuelan, from a Venezuelan person, like, please listen, please listen to our stories, to the things that have happened to our families, Um, that extends, everybody has multiple stories of grief. I'm often sharing a lot of articles, I'm making a reading list, because I I started thinking about um, how important it would be to give people, like, a platform from, from which to have conversations. You know, it's also important to understand that the media is controlled by a regime that is in power within the country and um, often outside of the country we're having to inform our families back home. Venezuelan journalists are, have been putting their life on the line constantly to report, um, despite being jailed, physically hurt, um, this, yeah, despite being shot at, like, Venezuelan journalists have been doing so much work to write and to report on
2: what's occurring. It reminds me of that conversation last night. Yeah. Um, uh, not at the bar. Um, <laughs>
4: <laughs> not at the time
2: <laughs> uh, But about our conversation. Not at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> our conversation about, um you know how people use art and yeah uh, you know i said like i'm kind of sick of just the bullshit and like we don't have we like we're on a time limit Um, like we we need change now yeah totally oh my god
4: we're definitely on a time limit it's crucial like The amount of people in Venezuela that are dying and that die each day, and like so many unrecorded deaths as well. Also, the amount of people that have been jailed unjustly, the political prisoners who have no time, who like are currently being tortured, like Juan Requesens, who's been in jail for over 200 days by the regime. Um, Those stories are like so important. When you deny people the complexity of their issues and their stories and you just mark them as something, you just stamp them as like, you're this and you're that because of this, because I read this here and like, I read it in my language rather than your language. It's like, you don't realize how dangerous that is. And you don't realize that what you're participating in and like what you're participating in is like a racist trope. That's it, like it's super simple. I've been thinking about, um, this analogy of this log of like, when you don't have a personal experience or lived experience to engage with that topic, and you're coming across an issue, and you're just seeing, um, the first thing you see like may look like a log, and then you don't realize that underneath that log, there's like an entire ecosystem, that there's an entire, um, there's like a myriad of things happening um, that are taking place, and that you may not understand until you like truly engage with that topic, and truly engaging with that topic means like listening to the people mm-hmm. who have to deal with that, who are part of that ecosystem, who suffer bec- when that ecosystem suffers.
2: So you've got a show coming up in April.
4: Yes, I have a show coming up in April. It's being presented by Black Art Projects in um, Melbourne. The exhibition is going to be called Sangrante y Mataca. Sangrante y Mataca is a poem that my grandfather wrote um, in, the, in 1997, calling out and expressing his discontent on the environmental devastation that was taking place on that land and continues and has worsened.
1: Sangrante y Mataca fronda intrincada difícil cuna de biodiversidad verde mar sobre la tierra peligro tu incierto camino suelo dorado horadado por el hombre so much of our culture is
4: essentially at risk of being lost because when you don't have like basic things like electricity or water how do you take time out Um, to celebrate your culture in the myriad of ways that we celebrate our culture throughout the regions of the country, when you're just trying to survive. And I think that's the most important thing for people to know, that like in Venezuela right now people are just trying to survive. Mm. Every time that I feel really down I just look back at all the photos and I look back at like, The history of protests and the history of people like resisting that like pushes me forward. Mm -hmm. And that pushes me forward with the work that I'm trying to do in showing complexity and that multitude of images via my story, via the story of my family and the story of my community and then the story of my people.
3: An enormous, enormous thank you and numerous hugs and so many slobbery kisses to Nadia Hernandez, our guest for today, as well as Ryan Clapham, who co-hosted this interview. Uh, There were so many important yarns that we just couldn't part with. So if you want more, and I hope you do, we'll be releasing the full interview later this week. Nadia's solo show, Sangrante Imataka, presented by Black Arts Projects in Abbotsford, Melbourne, is showing from April 11th to the 18th. So if you're down south, check it out. Um, you can listen back to the show and check out the tracks you've heard at our program page. Head to fbi.com forward slash programs and click through to Race Matters. You can also listen to Race Matters as a podcast and head to iTunes, Spotify or fbiradio.com forward slash podcasts. My name is Georgia Mokak. You've been tuned into Race Matters on FBI 94.5. Farewelling you with Venezuela Esta Candela by Mestiza featuring Neblina. Thanks, big love. Es
0: necesario saber, seas hombre o mujer, que mucho de lo que vivimos viene desde el ayer. Es necesario romper con todas esas maldiciones que nos atan sin querer. Este mundo nos comprometió antes de nacer con un pacto antiguo que realizó algún individuo por poder. Hermanos, quiero decir con esto que en todo país donde su fundador realizó un pacto con un dios pagano, vivirá muriendo por salvarnos en un mundo de fornicación, abortos y matarnos. ¿Será que pensamos? Los seres humanos si así seguimos no seremos gobernados por los estados unidos sino por los reptilianos Señor Presidente, dígame qué se siente, que mi país se ha vuelto el más peligroso del continente. Se supone que en tu casa te sobra el agua caliente, muchos no tienen ni casa y viven abajo de un puente. Baja de la presidencia, por favor, dame la mano. Camina por las calles normal como un ciudadano. Ve lo que pasamos, porque estamos como estamos. Mi protesta no es por mí, es por el futuro de mi chamo. Veo calles destruidas, muertos por balas perdidas. ¿Qué pasó con Venezuela que usted manda y no la cuida? Nunca hay escasez de alcohol, si hay escasez de comida. ¿Qué pasó con mi patria querida? No creo en la televisión Cierran los canales donde dan la poca información No seas tú tan huevón porque no cierras donde sale Mostrando su parte desnuda, diosa, canales Para mí no hay diferencia entre las clases sociales Ya que aunque tengas más reales, y todos somos iguales Para ser mi presidente, vale, no estás preparado Como se nota que nadie de tu familia han matado Porque nos matan cubanos disfrazados de soldados Tú eres títeres de Dios dado. Ahora nadie está de acuerdo con la inflación del dólar. Como en un país tan rico para comprarse hace cola. Si hablas bien del gobierno, en todos lados suenan tus rolas. Si hablas la verdad, no suena y tienes que pagar payola. No joda que se jodan, digo lo que me incomoda. Ustedes descontó su lujo mientras Venezuela llora. No joda. Digo lo que me incomoda, ustedes contó todos sus lujos, mientras Venezuela llora. Ni capitalismo, ni socialismo, quiero un presidente que no sea más de lo mismo. Siempre respetaré todos los partidos políticos, más, más quienes quieren dejar mi país en ridículo. Puño arriba por todos los que han caído, los que en las protestas han sobrevivido. Tú no sabes en el peo en el que estás metido. No quiero un país como Cuba, mucho menos gobernado por los Estados Unidos. I'm going Pequeños que se conocen en todos los lugares bares, burdeles, pero no han ido a centros comerciales Ya con 15 años son malandros, no hay quien los compare Biche en mano, martillo, patra y que el antes que dispare Son menores que se han unido a la vida del hampa Y han parado muertos porque no saben lo que le espera Ya con 12 años se revelan y plomo te zampa Te pican, son sangre fría y te meten en la nevera La política te dice que no está pasando nada Y en todos los canales casi siempre hablan del socialismo Pretenden ocultar todo con mentiras disfrazadas Mientras acá afuera modo maplo entre nosotros mismos que se de pegar como te persigue disciplina ya te psicotera mientras los nervios te dominan ya tienen el fierro encima le das todo de asesinas se van ganadores el billete es para la cocaína imagina tú lo grave que este estado cada día son más muertos lo dicen los resultados race
1: matters race matters
2: race matters race matters race matters race matters